Welcome to Post to Post here on my WCWP. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and we are back. Joining me tonight is Ryan Kraut and Nick Matina. When, when he can make it, we're going to wait for him a little bit. We're going to meet him a little bit later. But we're going to go right into the news. Ryan, we have had a b- nice break. You know, we have been out a month off. There's been a lot of developments. We've all, we're just out of the All-Star break. But, you know, we're finally back. We're ready for the second half of the season. Should be a bumpy ride to the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, and it's been quite a crazy ride so far. The uh, East Eastern Conference, especially the Metropolitan, is really, really tight-knit. And then the, the West is just, like, all over the place. Speaking of the Metro, I think all of us here at Post to Post can be happy because the Metro did win the All-Star game. They did. It would, They had a very impressive showing. The chemistry between... And the, the instant chemistry between Crosby, Barzal, and Latang scares me a little bit because I, I, I don't want them to go to the Penguins. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, and that's it's funny because watching the game and um, just want, because a lot of people don't like the three-on-three format. I'm I'm personally one of those people. I don't I didn't like it. Like it was it was a fun game to watch. It was entertaining, but when it was when it's three on three, they don't really seem to try as hard. Yeah, I, but you know what Especially I think it John is John Gibson. But like, well, I think you know what it is. I think it's more. It's a fun. Yeah, they're it's, it's fun. supposed to be fun. But at like ten ish years ago, when it was like a legitimate game before like the fourteen eleven blowouts, when the players actually tried. Those were the best All-Star games. Even though they didn't really have anything to play for, they just wanted to put on a good show for the, the like a good game for the fans. Yeah, and I think, you know, now it's become more of a it's become it's become more of a fun experience to have in the middle of the season. You know, you get away from all the competition of the regular season and you can just have a good time, especially with the skills competition, which in my opinion, the skills competition is probably one of the best things to watch. Especially this year where they had like the Team USA representative and the Team Canada representative from the women's teams. You had them do it and it was just really good to watch. And she almost beat McDavid, which she was did. hilarious. Came in third or third or fourth third or she fourth. came in. And she was flying around the oh, ice. Oh yeah, no. And it was really good to see that, especially because those are always fun to watch. It's my, my personal favorite out of all of those is the um, save streaks, which that was an, that was they added that I think last year. That that's yeah, it's fun. really fun to watch. But I do miss the uh, comedic uh, shootout attempts, like when we used to. Have, like I remember a few years ago, we had PK Subban dress up as Yamir Yager, and I like the one when. Uh, Patrick Kane dressed up as Superman and brought out the little stick. Yeah, no, th- th- like it's a fun thing to watch. And when the, the players would like let their, they would take their first shot and then on their second shot they'd let their their uh, son shoot. Yeah, or I think it was last year. Uh, one of the, I don't know who it was. I want to say Marlowe. I'm probably wrong with that. But Marlowe had his son score on Carey Price, or so, like a player had his son score on Carey Price. Yeah, it was really. I always funny. think those are like those are nice. Little gestures, just like yeah, you, you, memories. it breaks it breaks up for it breaks up the regular they're just the regular season and it's really nice. Uh, we did see a few things that were announced over this weekend, which is this weekend's usually where Batman will announce certain things for the upcoming season. The first one was is that we will have Nashville versus Dallas in the twenty twenty Winter Classic, which I like. I think it's a good break between because we've been always seeing original six teams and Buffalo and Philly. Yeah, because they were the first, they were like the first two, the first, they were, well, Buffalo and Pittsburgh was the first Winter Classic, so I get where they came from then, and also, you know, Crosby, Eichel, you know, you have these players, these big name players, they they do have a spot in the Winter Classic to get more eyes on it, but I think this time, it's a good time away, the only issue is, there will not be any snow on the ground in Dallas. It's not even going to be cold, you're at the Cotton Bowl, you're in Texas, it's not going to be cold, I mean, it's colder this year i think i mean i don't live in texas but i've i've heard <laughs> you've heard it's colder people are complaining oh my god it's like 55 degrees i'm like cry me a river but <laughs> we have snow on the ground in november cry us a river and it feels like negative 16 last weekend but they're complaining that it's 55 degrees i'm so sorry i have no sympathy for you but anyway i do like that it's not an original six matchup for a change. It seems like every other year it was either the the Bruins or the the Hawks, especially were in it. Hawks a have been lot. in it so much, and it's just gonna be a nice 
change. Both first-time teams, both teams that were not not around, what, they're entering the 20th year that next year, I believe, maybe? Um, Dallas? Dallas has been around for a while because they were originally the Minnesota North mm-hmm. Stars. But I do believe that Na- Nashville is Nashville's very fairly new. 20, 25 years, something like that. But I will say, if Dallas does not wear Minnesota North Stars jerseys, I'm going to be very disappointed. But they also announced that they, they're bringing back the Heritage Classic, which I am very happy that Tim Horton's Heritage Classic will be the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets. I'm happy about that that's because just, that's a, be a good, good matchup, game. great Canadian rivalry. And I think that will be Winnipeg's first outdoor game since they came back to Winnipeg. I feel like they had one somewhere. Oh, they had a stadium series. They did have a stadium series game. Yeah, I think they had one because they somewhere. had. I remember they did bring back the old white ones yeah. with the old logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the jerseys, because every team usually gets a new jersey around that time, and that's actually funny because I'm excited for. Dallas to get a new jersey because they're going to probably, I think they will, they may bring back the old star where it was the actual Those I whole liked. jersey I was a star. I don't like the, the jerseys that they have now. I don't like the shade of green. It's way no, too it's, bright. It is. and But the thing is, like, Nashville's probably going to get a brand new design, which would be really fun to see because what can they go back to? The mustard jerseys? Those were terrible. Exactly. Don't do that. So you don't want to do that. But then another announcement that was made was next year we're going to get puck and player tracking which we did see at the if you watched the all-star game they really did use this and it was funny because the announcers said well you don't need me anymore because well it basically puts us out of a job so it would be funny to sit because their names are up on the screen they have their stats on the screen the puck you can literally see a trail behind it i don't like it a lot i know that they did experiment with it years ago with the laser puck uh, when, it, when the NHL was on Fox, they did that. It was a huge thing. But I just don't like it. I feel like if it's the player tracking, it's way too much on screen. Yeah, I don't like how it's the name above the player and it keeps moving around. It's The name is too big. If you're going to put it there, at least like – or if you're going to have it on the screen, at least like put it somewhere smaller on the bottom or yeah, something. Yeah, but I think it's weird because like – at least for, I think, and I don't know how where, how other teams do it, like with their networks that show the games, but for us on MSG Network, you can see the play. Like, you can make out yeah, you can, who's, who has the puck at a certain yeah. time. So I don't understand, like, why you need to do that. And also, it's not very cluttered either. Like, they, I remember on, uh, I think, Instagram before the All-Star game, they showed, like, in the warm-up where everybody's names were on screen, and it looked so weird because there was yeah, nothing I, but I, names. Yeah, I mean, the puck tracker is one thing because... I even think you should reduce that, that a bit. Yeah, like maybe make the line not as, like, often or something. Like if you, if but it does... That does help because there are some times where... You lose just, sight like, of it. You just lose sight of the puck. I'm like, where, where'd it go? And then that line will help you. Yeah. That's I've, the only thing I really like about it. Otherwise, it, like like you said before, when, when the, before we even started the show, like... It's almost like I just want to like plug in a controller and just start playing. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I feel like if you could minimize it, that'd be great. Don't like if if like say McDavid is coming from his zone into the neutral zone. I can see he has the puck. Don't yeah. give me the don't give me this the line. But if he's shooting the puck, you know, then give me the line. I want to see if it and it'll probably help yeah, the referees help with, like, a lot with replays and deflections and yeah, stuff like that. But I think having it on all the time is way that's, too that's much. That's too much. It's too much overkill. So on to some more recent news. That was the stuff from this weekend. Um, but we're gonna go into news that happened today. First one: the Penguins trade defenseman Jamie. Help me out here. Jamie Alexiak. Uh, Jamie Alexiak. It's not spelled as it sounds for me. To Dallas for a 2019 fourth round pick. I don't know why the Pens did this. I don't know if his stats were off, but I don't know why you get rid of a defenseman. The Pens are one of the teams that do not have a great defensive core. And he's more of a defensive defenseman. He's not going to go out there and score, like, every three or four games. He's 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 going to, like, provide good, good defense. He's not going to really score that much. And just the fact that you traded him at this point when you're not, you're not dead yet, but 
you're not necessarily going places, and they do need defense because Chris Letang can't do everything. Yeah, and he's already shown signs of like, hey, I can't, like you said, yeah, like, I can't like, do help everything, out, so help like, me, please. And even Matt Murray, he's almost at form, but he's not nearly what he was a year ago. Yeah, exactly. And just the fact that you gave him up at this point and gave him back to the team you got him from originally. Yeah, that I found weird that he went directly so back to Dallas. If it, It's been, I think, maybe a year and a half since you joined the Penguins. What was the point in the first place? I would think it would have been for the cup runs. He was there for the back half of the second cup run, and then last year they they fell in the second round. I wouldn't say collapsed, but they yeah. fell in the second round. And that's really being it. He hasn't really done all that much. Yeah, when I saw when I when I saw the announcement that he got traded, I kind of said to myself, this seems like a trade that we're going to immediately forget about. That it, it didn't like I think you'll forget about his stint in Pittsburgh in general because he really didn't do much. But then again, it's a it's a guy that I think they they picked up at a point said maybe we could use him. I feel like he, he I, I, I see like a little bit of when they picked up Jack Johnson earlier this year. Yeah, that was not a good contract. Exactly. So I'm thinking like maybe they sent him back just so that they can get a, somewhat of a return on him instead of just having him flounder on the roster for no apparent reason because I don't think his numbers have been great. So I think you get a fourth round pick. It isn't it isn't something I would I I would have probably if he was producing I would have probably shot for a third or a second. But a fourth round pick, it's a it's a pick. Yeah, you get to pick a prospect. And they gave up, they got what they gave up. They gave up a fourth round pick to get him, or a conditional fourth round pick to get him, and they're just giving him back for like the same thing. So that's that's and fine. And the pick was actually for this upcoming draft, also. So. So it really doesn't make much sense. But. Yeah, no, and the other thing is Rask is on injury reserve. That's that's big for the Bruins. I mean, they have Yaroslav Halak, who has been killing it in Boston since he, he got there, but it's never, never going to help you when you lose your number one goalie, especially for the Bruins, who are now just one point up on the Penguins for the first wild card spot and just lost their seating in the top three in the Atlantic. So losing Rask again this year is not going to help them. So Nick Matina has finally joined <laughs> us. Uh, Nick, well, first of all, welcome back. We're finally Thank back you. on the show. Yeah. And well, what is your thought on Rask being on the IR right now? Um, I think it's a big loss for the Boston Bruins, but I think they have a rebound in Yarrow Halak because Halak's, you look at his numbers in the last 13 games, he's got a good record, you know, and playing against these teams – you know, especially the, these Metro teams or the, some of the Atlanta teams he has trouble with. But I feel like Yar Halak knows those Metro teams from last year for what was playing with the Islanders, you know. But he has a great record right now for the Bruins. I think he'll be solid. I'm um, not really sure who they're going to call up to be that second string at the moment. You'll probably have uh, – I don't, I don't know if, uh, how long he'll be on injury reserve, Rask. But, you know, you look at the next two games. The first one's against Winnipeg, and then they go right to Philly. And then they have a nice uh, metro trip. So, you know, maybe with what you said being the metro, having having the, his experience in the metro, that should help. Especially that he is going. They're going to go to Washington, and then they go to the two New York teams, the Islanders and the Rangers, and then they go back out to the West. So I think for us, I think he could hold down the fort for Walt while Rask is injured. But it should be interesting to see who they do call up. Yeah. So. With that, I think we're going to go to an early break here on Post to Post. I just got when, here. Well, yeah, but you're going to stay <laughs> for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we come back, we will get into our brand new segment, Trade Bait. You're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be part of a crime scene investigation? Join the Forensic Science Club, open to all majors. Experience what detectives do at the scene of a crime with new interactive forensics labs every week. General meetings are Wednesdays during Common Hour in the Life Science Building, Room 140. And check us out at Facebook.com slash LIU Forensics and on Instagram at LIU Post Forensics Club. 
Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with the tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. Welcome back to Post to Post here on MyWCWP.org. And we're going to get right into our brand new segment called Trade Bait. This is where each member of the, te- of the crew picks a team. And if they're a buyer or seller in the upcoming trade deadline. And who could they who could be moved and what they can get in return. So we're basically going to put on our imaginary GM caps right now and try to be better than Melnick. So... Well, I, I know for a fact before we even get started, we're going to be better than Peter Shirelli, So <laughs> Okay, then. Oof. That's a nice burn. So, for me, I'm going to... The Pittsburgh Penguins are buyers at this deadline. That's funny. I was thinking the same thing. Stop stealing my I, ideas, well, who sir. Who said I was stealing? Maybe I had the idea before you did. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so, <laughs> for me, because they have this one guy that they've been trying to get rid of, I think, since last season. That's Derek Broussard. And they can get, they're easily going to get a third string center for him and possibly a pick. I would think it'd be a one for one. And if not, a one for one trade for a third line center. And the pick would probably be next year or a very low pick for this upcoming draft, like a fourth rounder or even lower. So the deadline does have a lot of top centermen that are going to be free agents. So it wouldn't surprise me if they go out for it. Um, Broussard for a pick would be good, but maybe even a bottom four defenseman you can Mm. get for him because, you know, they need defensive help, especially now that they they just traded one away for a pick. It would be nice to get something back for that. I think his trade potential went down a lot, you know. Oh, since coming um, from Ottawa? Sure. Yeah, because Rangers, we we know how lucky we were getting Mika's Vanajet. Um, you were a little too lucky. Getting yeah, I mean, you think about it now, and especially with the uh, Ryan Strom trade, you know, we kind of like that with that too, because it goes all the way back to Jordan Eberle, uh going to the Islanders and how Edmonton got nothing out of this whole entire trade. Um, but yeah, but I think Broussard, you know, o- over the span of him being traded to Ottawa and then to Pittsburgh, um, definitely lost a lot of trade potential, and the, you're not going to get much from. Yeah, and I I found I've been looking for some rumors on him because there's always you know you always see them pop up, Mm -hmm. and we're not gonna get heavy rumors. Ryan said this earlier before we were on air that we're not gonna get heavy rumors until probably a week or two before the deadline, which once again it lands on a Monday. More stuff happens about two weeks before the deadline. That's when like the once the first big move is made, like if say for example if Broussard is traded. Which I, think he will, which I think he will be. Yeah, well, mm. and I'm sure he will be. But like, if he's the first one to be traded, all the dominoes are just going to fall right after him, and that's going to open the floodgates, really. What day is the deadline again? It's not a Monday. It's, it's the February 25th. 25th, okay. So that will be our trade deadline special. Mark the yeah. calendars, gentlemen and ladies. Yeah. Mark it down. We will have the trade deadline special, which, if you missed it last year, it is one hectic day. I believe we did We it. covered every we, game. Did we cover every game? We covered every, oh, trade. every trade. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we always do that, too. But I mean. Yeah, but we covered we every trade. we have a lot more big-name players that are about to go into free agency this yeah, year. Yeah, like, the, it should be interesting to see. Mm. And a lot of teams who, you know, could be buyers, could be sellers. It's still not set in stone who goes where, but it should be interesting. So I think that, bottom line... Pittsburgh is going to be a buyer because they're not, as much as like in the beginning of the season I said that they should have a fire sale, they're not. They have too much star power to have a fire sale right now. But I do think that we will see them try to pick up another defenseman or a third-line center. Don't be surprised if maybe there's like a three-team trade for Kevin Hayes with with Pittsburgh included somehow. That's a very specific I don't know if Kevin It's not going to be straight. You're not going to do a Metro team, no Metro team. Kevin Hayes is not really going to be welcome in Pittsburgh. He scored the overtime winner a couple years ago in the playoffs. A couple of years ago, though, but they still had two more cups. So, Well, thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> but, all right, with that. Well, Pittsburgh's not out of it, though. They're not. That's why I'm saying they're, that they can right get now, somebody. Right they're two points out of second. Who knew that Pittsburgh would be looking for another forward? 
<laughs> the new fuck? Pittsburgh would be looking for anything. <laughs> exactly, but I feel like there is something that they need to get over because Washington's going to come back for with vengeance to try to do it back to back, which scares everybody in the which Metro. Is prob- a, I don't think it's going to happen. No, neither do I, but it's it could possibly. With the way the playoff format is set up, you need one bounce to go your way and you could win a series. So I have an opinion. If you guys want to hear it, go ahead. I would love to hear. Um, I think Derek Broussard can go to the Carolina Hurricanes. I feel like Carolina. Do you mind? Go ahead. Go. Go. Okay. Go ahead. So I think the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be a buyer. Um, and you know I, I agree Pittsburgh would be a seller. I also agree that the Rangers are going to be a seller, in the East at least. Um, I rhymed. Uh, but like I think the Carolina Hurricanes, they're at that spot right now where I believe they're a couple points out of the wild card spot, and. You know, they were doing really well in the beginning of the season. They died down. And now they're kind of jumping up back up there again, um, especially coming into the second half. And I feel like they might need that offensive core to keep going. I think Derek Broussard would be a huge fit. Yeah, especially because I think Carolina's kicking themselves for losing Skinner. Yeah. Just a bit. It, especially with the way he's been going He's, on he's having an incredible season He's a free agent, though. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I think, he, I, I don't I think he's going to stay in Buffalo. Yeah, there's there's no way yeah, he's no. leaving. Especially um, with the rising town in Buffalo. Because the Rangers being sellers, uh, Kevin Hayes, Matt Zuccarello. Um, well, what do you think you can get in return for those guys? For Kevin Hayes and Matt Zuccarello? Yeah. Uh, I think you can get at least a uh, a core defenseman. Um, Rangers need help on D. I, I, I believe they do at least. They don't have, like, one major guy. Like, Mark Stahl is having a great season, but – if you're a Ranger fan, sometimes Mark Stahl isn't the name you want to tell people that, you know, that, you're like, oh, who's, who's, who's your starting defenseman? Mark, Mark Stahl. Stahl. Oh, because <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Shattenkirk. Huh. I don't even want to talk about Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, well, we won't get into a rant with, with Kevin Shattenkirk, yeah. even though I still like the guy and mm-hmm. I think he has potential. I just think that he's been bitten by the injury bug a mm-hmm. lot since he got here. And I think Winnipeg could be a buyer. At the deadline, also, I think. What do they need? Winnipeg has been a very good team. I don't think they really need. I think much. they need because last last season they were a buyer and they got Paul Stastny, and then they lost Paul Stastny. Mm, two things I think of when I hear Winnipeg, I think that they need a, a maybe another defenseman, um, or two, who knows. Uh, and I think they need a backup goalie, really bad. Because if you think about it, I believe they only have uh, kind of Hellbuck, right? They have Hellbuck, yeah. And I don't even know who the backup is. Is it Cop, maybe? I want to say Mason. No. Uh, is Steve Mason still there? Steve Mason. I think well, it's we'll still take a quick look. Steve I mean, Mason. But when was the last time you heard Steve Mason take, a, I, take a stand? No, I, I he, he hasn't. And But th- then again, you have Connor Hellebook. You mm-hmm. have, what is he, the American Dream, they call him? I think some. I don't even know. Something like that, they call him. But it, he's got, he has a great presence. And, you know, that I think that team is a contender. And they they've been for a for since last season they've been they can't go over the one hump, the one hump being Vegas last year. Hmm. But if you, tell me not if if it, if it was like if that was San Jose, Winnipeg would have been in the final. Yeah. So it it would be a little bit different. So is is it Mason or it's or no? Laurent, I'm probably oh Brissot. Yeah. Okay. Oh okay. Brissot. Um, okay, so we're yeah, wrong. no, I, actually, I've, I've heard of him. So maybe they don't need a backup at the moment. Maybe they, they could focus more on defense because they have a pretty nice core uh, up, up there. Up front, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got Patrick Laine, um No introduction for Patrick Mark Laine. Shifley, who just got finished with the All-Star game. Um, Paul Stastny's on the Jets, correct? No, he's on the Golden Knights. He's on Vegas now. Okay, my, I'm thinking of the last year. Um, they, got, they got Wheeler, so they're – they're yeah, fine. I mean, yeah, I I think they're okay on the offensive side. I think they could be buyers, um, and I really can't think of a seller at the moment because we don't really pay attention to the West Coast as much. As I we got should. a seller. Go for it. Not a West Coast seller, but oh. I got a seller. Is the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> oh boy! I think didn't they yeah. just say that this was happening? Isn't there rumors that Wayne Simmons could be seeing? Uh, Wayne gone, Simmons right? is good as gone, but from I don't want the him. most the most <laughs> recent thing I heard. Was if your name is not Claude Giroux, you're on the trading block. That's not okay. So, why? why? So Gritty's up there. Well, I mean, <laughs> he made a lot of friends so yeah. at the, at the All Star game, so it wouldn't surprise me. But I'm surprised that Giroux's not that, on the block. I am, and I'm not. He's having a pretty good season. That's a more of a reason to get rid of him. But then I already know Wayne Simmons is good as gone. He's. Good. He's basically a non-issue at this point. Put him in the West, please. I don't want to see him every other weekend. Trading, uh, even thinking about trading some of these, like younger players that they have, 
Shane Gostaspear is probably the first name that comes to mind. They just gave him a very nice extension, and the fact that he's not in on that protected, I'll say list, but it's really just Claude Giroux. Mm. He had a great, what, rookie year? And then he kind of died down? All that, he died down a little bit, but he was still hype incredible. About and Even so, I would I would try to keep... Well, I would just get rid of as many guys as you can and then build around... Surprisingly, build around Patrick. Yeah, true. You can build because around he Patrick. has that talent, and he hasn't shown it I yet. I can see... But he build has around that Carter talent. Hart, too. I'd say if they, get, if they get rid of... Unless um, they burn him on the ground. Yeah, if they get rid of Claude Giroux, I could see uh, JVR definitely stepping up to the plate. JVR and, is... And being that lead yeah. guy. For Philly, I, can I was about it. to say JVR is in Toronto, and then I realized Wade came. No, they, no. they love JVR in Philly, mm. but for Simmons, I you, you're going to get a nice haul. I would think, I would try to get a set, another offensive forward for that, and they maybe really a pick. I would try to get some picks because get, you're not winning now. You're winning down the line, so exactly. I would try to get some the, picks. That and they already have. They're towards the bottom. They're currently they're one point out of last in the entire league. So they're. I'd say top five for the number one pick. Yeah, at the moment. And the way the lottery works, they could easily end up with that first pick. Exactly. So yeah, we might, we, Rangers might want it. <laughs> Rangers might need it. <laughs> we're twenty second in the. They're twenty second in the league. I, I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, I know. And I don't know why, but I have just a really strange vision of Wayne Simmons on the Kings. I don't know why. Don't give me that look. I'm I don't giving you know that look why. because that makes like come on. Why would you go to the Kings? No, what the, he started in LA. He was wait, what? I believe Wayne Simmons started in LA. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe that's why. Maybe but, that maybe you've seen the picture before. Maybe that's why it's coming up. No, in your head. I if I was him, I would go first of all, I would ask to be Definitely traded. Correct to me a if I'm wrong, because I'm I'm wrong Trade time. him to a contender. He trade was. him Aha. He was. Okay, that's hey, hey. that makes I, more sense. I think he was part of the uh, he was part of the he wasn't. Was he part of Mike the Richards' trade? Oh. oh. <laughs> collectively realized Simmons, that that Braden was a thing. Shannon Man, a I remember Mike Richards. What, Mike what, what an error. What a Mike. I love the Mike Richards. He was error. immediately all age. He was on my hockey ultimate team. That explains. <laughs> immediately just all age. That explains why I can that. see Simmons in a Kings jersey. Yeah, because he's been in a Kings jersey. Exactly. So I don't see him going back. I don't no. see him going. I can see him going to the West Coast like a team like Nashville. That's not the Him? West Coast. Okay. Is it West? Yeah, yes. Nashville's West not the West Coast, Coast team, Ryan. It's a Western Conference team. It's not the West Coast. Oh, I meant Western Conference. You know, you know what, I what mean. he meant. But oh, I, I could see him going I to I can team. see him in Nashville, though. Imagine him going to Winnipeg. Because they do have the trade at the, the draft I can assets. honestly see that, too. And if he goes to Winnipeg, I just can't him s- and Bufflin? I can't see him in the East anymore. Oof. I can't. Oof, that's, I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to walk into Winnipeg, especially during a playoff game. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Loud. If both of them are there I on ju- that I team. I just can't see him in the East anymore. No, I can't. I think all of us don't want him in the East because as Metro teams, we don't want to see him anymore. You think the you think the Blues? You probably want to see him less than I do. Oh, I'd want to see him you less the, than you, you do. You think the Blues are buyers or sellers? Sellers, that, please. That's the tricky one because you think it's time right to get rid now of... they're only three points out. Mm-hmm. Are they really? They made that way back up. They are, cause though, top the second wild card spot, who the Avalanche have that right now, they have fifty two points. The Kings, who are last in the conference, have forty four points. So there's an eight point difference, and there's seven teams in there. You think it's time to get rid of uh, Tarasenko? If in the, I think they're gonna evaluate where they like the whole situation, and if. In a couple of weeks, if they're still not anywhere as close to the playoffs, then I think they're going to try and trade him. Or Peach. That Kind of do the same scenario like they did with, um, with uh, Shattenkirk. Yeah, that makes with sense. With the caps and stuff. A rental. Give him to a team. Who a rental. Trying to make yeah, a exactly. Stanley Cup final run. And they didn't make it to the Stanley Cup finals. And then let him go wherever let he him wants go. after. Exactly. <laughs> now, another team that I think will be probably a buyer. And tell me who, where... What you can get rid of and who you can get back for this, Arizona, because they are only two points out of a wild card spot. Surprisingly, Dang. ship Galchenyuk out of there. Eh, I mean, well, you still have Dadzuk's contract. You got to build around uh, Clinton Keller. You're you real- think you should build, or you think you know you Dadzuk should... has? Did you hear the news story? That he might yeah, be he might back. come be coming Why? back. Why? Just He's... stop. Because so... Kovalchuk got a nice chunk of money. Might as well. Yeah, but there's a five-year age difference. He doesn't care. He sees <laughs> dollar signs. He gonna come back. Yeah, but the teams care. Not he the can't. Ish. He can't. He can. 
Imagine he comes back and then he just puts up like 50 goals and then we're all just Stop. confused. Stop. <laughs> okay, back to the Coyotes, though. If they were going to be buyers, why'd you give up on Dylan Strom so soon? Because you didn't expect to, you didn't expect yeah, to be where you are. Pick, you didn't expect to be where you are. If you would have told me in, Oct- in October that, and that at this point, that right in, the, right in the beginning of the second half, that the Coyotes would still be in the playoff race, I would have looked at you sideways and been like, "What are you? What? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> but I mean, I would have absolutely believed you if you said at this point the Coyotes will not be in a playoff spot. But I didn't think they'd be two points out. Yeah, no. And we're gonna switch gears from talking about teams that could be trading to teams who could be hoisting the Stanley Cup oh. soon. So we're gonna talk about our contenders. When we come back, you're listening to Post to Post here on MyWCWP.org. Take WCWP with you wherever you go with the WCWP app. Listen live 24-7 to all of our streams all from one app. Plus, call the studios directly from the app and visit our social media. Download the app through the iOS app store on Apple devices or the Google Play store on Android by searching WCWP Radio or visit WCWP.org for links. The WCWP app, available now on iOS and Android devices. Ever listen to the radio and think, hmm, I can do that? My WCWP gives you the chance to prove it. Imagine playing the hottest new music for your fellow Post students on Midday Madness, calling the action during live Pioneers broadcasts, or planning the next event that rocks the Hillwood rooftop. Whether it's music, sports, talk, production, PR, or promotions, on air or behind the scenes, there's a place for you here at My WCWP. Get your start working hands-on to develop the skills that could take you down an exciting new career path in radio. Join my WCWP today by visiting the station right behind Hillwood Commons. Welcome back to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. And we are going to be talking about the guys up top of the NHL, the contenders for the Stanley Cup. It's early. It really is. But we are already in the second half. So you know what that means? It's early but late. It's late, but we need to start. So, and I know we've, we've talked about this before about our teams who are on the top, but this is different. This is the contenders where now we're in the second half. There is only one team who's going to hoist, who can hoist the Stanley Cup. And we need to figure out who that is. So, my pick right now, and this is going to, I'm just going to get this out of the way so we don't talk about it again. The Tampa Bay Lightning. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was about to say, are you going gonna to say Tampa Bay? Oh, yeah, no, because come on, they're. Sure. They've won the President's Trophy already. If they continue this they, pace, they're probably going to be on one the of the cusp. Yeah. I think if they stay on this pace, they're going to get over 130 easily. I mean... If they stay this pace. Yeah, if 76 points in 49 games is incredible. Yeah, I mean, no. That's that's set in the, stone. It's crazy that even though the, the, the Lightning have 76 points, but Kucherov has more than them. That's weird. That's that's not, weird not that supposed he has. To that's not especially not forty nine games. Well, into this they're season. the first team to have like basically a duo with the with more points, and they're the first team to have play a player who has more points since the Red Wings in ninety three. So not ninety three. Um, I think it was ninety two. It's ninety two or ninety five. One of the years around. That. I think right it's 95 when, when they won the right back-to-back. Dynasties right when their dynasty in the late 90s started. So to be compared to probably one of the greatest Red Wing teams to ever play, um, that's that's really good company. And, and, and it's really odd that they're being compared to a Red Wings team that had a – what's his name? I can't I can't think of it. Steve Eisenman. Didn't they also have Nicholas Lidstrom at that exactly. time? Exactly. So you're telling – it's – it's faith, honestly, I think, because, you know, you got – they're the best-built team in the league, and I've said that probably more than – They've been the best-built team in the league for, like, four or five years. Exactly. So I think if it's not this year, there's something wrong. You've done something wrong. That's exactly what they've been saying for, the, like, the last three, four years. And I have no personal bias, even though the – have if, if Maybe the, if they didn't – make trades with only the Rangers, they would have won something by now. Well, here's the thing, and here's probably a really low-key reason of why I want them to win the Cup. If they win the Cup, 
We get their first-round pick. The Rangers get the first-round pick from them. So you got a 31st overall pick. A first-round pick's a first-round pick. Even you know that. And, you, and the Islanders had two last year in the first round. So, you know, and the Rangers had three. So a first-round pick's a first-round pick. But, you know, and I have to say, it. I bring this up again. If it's not this year, then there's something wrong. Because if you've had this team, you I think you've made the Eastern Conference Finals a lot, I believe. I think they made them in 2005. They, they went made to the, the Cup co- Final they made the cup in 2015. In they made the Conference Final. Not in, not not in 16, 16, not in 17. Not in 17. No, no because six, wait, no. Yes, yeah, 16, I believe they did. 17, they didn't because Ottawa. Yeah. And then 18, they made it again against, and then they blew it against the the Capitals. The Capitals. So, I would think, first of all, if it, if it was the Penguins instead of the Capitals, Tampa would have won the Cup. Yeah. Easily. I think that if, the, because the only team, the only issue they have now of going to the Cup final, I think, is Toronto. Toronto's the only problem for them coming out of the Atlantic because Toronto, if they can somehow, because right now, if the playoffs ended today, they would be the um, Atlantic would be that the the Atlantic would basically be the power. It, it is the powerhouse, but it would most likely is that yeah, it would be Toronto against Montreal and then Tampa against Pittsburgh. Tampa could Toronto Montreal would be an insane series. It'd be two Canada teams going at it. I would I would pay to see that. Two, well, you would have to <laughs> exactly. But, but just the, Toronto and Montreal, the, the original six, their close proximity. The bad blood, it would be great to watch. but And then the winner of that, whoever it is, would have to face Tampa. If it's Montreal, Tampa is whipping them easily, and I think. If it's Toronto, Toronto's definitely out of Montreal and the Leafs, the one that can hold their own yeah. much better. Because I didn't expect this from Montreal at all. Yeah, surprisingly, I think uh, Montreal was a surprising turnaround this season. I, mo- I think everybody kind of sat down and said, you know what, they're not that good. And then here they come, and they actually, which is weird because they got rid of two big names, Galchenyuk and Pacioretty in the offseason. And Pacioretty, you, you don't really hear his name that much anymore. I think that's also because he did get hurt for, again, he did have an injury. But then again, he hasn't found his place yet on the Knights, but now he's starting to produce. Whereas the Knights are third in their division. So I think that's... But I think, I gotta say, something about this Tampa team, just because they've been leagues above everybody else, like, they're not playing in the NHL. They're playing above them. That that That's how yeah. much... That's how good this team is. They have... They're first in the league, and they have a... They have a 13-point lead on the second... On the next closest Eastern Conference team. Yeah, which I believe is Toronto. Is, uh, it's the Islanders. It's the Islanders. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I forgot about them. Um, but, yeah, no. So, I think somehow, someway, they got to pull it out this season. They, they have to. If, and if if not, this off season is one where they don't really need a lot of pieces to get over the hump, but they need to acquire anything they can there's so many top name free agents and if you can plug any of them into that lineup it automatically makes it even better which is oh my God, imagine, a, a scary thought just, just let's, let, let's imagine for a second imagine if you get Panarin or Bobrovsky they don't need Bobrovsky I don't see them going after Bobrovsky imagine if they did though imagine if they had, had Vasilevsky that, that... and Bobrovsky one of them would get unhappy because neither, one of them would not play yeah but, but if the Predator. hypothetically if <laughs> If Panarin Carlson over. leaves San Jose, which we don't know yet. Yeah, that's true. We don't. He could be a free agent. Hedman and Carlson is that's, and I thought Hed and I thought Carlson and Burns were scary. Hedman that, and Carlson, my God. Well, that that was the original trade destination. I think somebody. I heard twelve original trade destinations. Well, yeah, for Carlson when he was a ri- when they first came Dallas, out. I heard Dallas. I heard Vegas. I'm like, he's not going to Vegas first. I of would all. have loved if he went to Vegas. The entire league would have hated it if he went to Vegas. Yeah, but Vegas, right? Again, we're look at look at Vegas now. They're still the threat that they were last year. So, you know, it should be interesting. But and for me, Tampa Bay, it's a must win this season. If you don't win the cup, then 
the Cavalier just got out of the hospital. You got to see. He's got to see this. So you know, he, it's got to happen. This. He he won. The he cup won in 04, but they haven't won since. It. I think it's time. It's time for this team to finally get it done and finally win that second Stanley Cup that Tampa Bay has been craving for since they drafted Stamkos. So, who's your contender? Okay. So there's a lot of teams I could pick from. Sharks are too old, so they're 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 gonna their age is gonna catch up to them the deeper they go into the season. I don't believe my pick is going to hoist the cup this year. But I'm just in a good mood. Oh no. And I and I'm just gonna I just feel like bragging a little bit. Oh no. So my pick for contenders, and I can finally say this sentence, is the New York Islanders. I am so happy about this. They're arguably the hottest team in the league right now. Besides Calgary. Besides Calgary, which still makes no sense because Mike Smith's like a piece of paper (laughs) who makes a save and then he's out for like six weeks. But the Islanders, it took them a little while to get adjusted under the new coach because they've had a lot of coaches in the last few years. And obviously Barry Trotz is not going anywhere anytime soon. Between getting uh, Barry Trotz and their new goalie coach uh, in Mitch Korn and basically half of Washington's coaching staff. He took a, yeah, I know. Barry Trotz took a lot of Barry Trotz with took him. a cleaned house when he left Washington. But that's usually what happens when you trade coach when when a coach leaves. Uh, they take a lot of their staff with them. So between a a future Hall of Fame head coach, arguably because he just he's top five and wins now. He passed oh, Al Arbor. He, I, yeah, he's um also he's um he's probably got the Jack Adams. Oh, easily. Even if the Islanders like don't make this spectacular run. He's he's got it. He's turned them around. Yeah. But even the goalie coach in Corn, he's made a huge difference. The Islanders goaltending the last few years has been atrocious. And Thomas Grice has been there for I want to say two two three years now, I think three. And every other year he's terrible. But luckily that year was last year. Because he is amazing. Robin Leonard, I think top top three for the Vesna right now. No. No. I do. Really? He's leading the league in save percentage, leading the league in goals against. He went on this incredible winning streak. And just for him getting out of Buffalo, and I think just the fact that he's actually appreciated I'll, and he's on a real team. I'll give you that. Leonard's story has been phenomenal. And even even as a, a fan of a division rival, it's a great story to hear, and it's a great like he's such a great goaltender. I've seen him, I've seen him live too, and he's just a great goaltender. But the Vesna, he's not gonna win it. I think he'll he'll get a nomination. You got, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't even no, all the not top even. goalies are not even really performing right now. I'm sorry, um, Vasilevsky, Flurry. Like, well, Flurry's Flurry's always gonna be there. Pecorine, like he, I, I like Leonard, but now I, I, I think even, I think this I is even this, saw is your, this is your I, fan I, I coming out right now. I even saw something from the NHL that said Vesna contenders, and it listed Robin Leonard, John Gibson, oh, John and Gibson, I guess. one other goalie. I can't remember. It was probably one of the, the three I mentioned. Head. It may have been, but still, even. Being in the hypothetical conversation for it, Leonard has come a very, very long way, and I didn't, I didn't see this at all. Granted, the Islanders at this point last year, I think had close to the same amount of points, but they were further down because everyone else in the Metro was stacked. You had Columbus, Washington, and Pittsburgh c- connecting on all cylinders. Now they're Columbus is struggling. Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. And Washington is getting used to life with their new coach. Yeah, but then again, like his coach is he was basically a disciple of Trotz at that point. So it's not well, a huge turnaround. But I got to say, like I I do appreciate the Islanders have have gotten this hot and I've spoken to Islander fans, especially coming back to the island to, to you know, do school. 
I think it's just because everybody thinks it's and you you've said this to me before we went on air. A lot of people are thinking, oh, it's because we 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 ditched Tavares. He was holding it's us back. It's not that. It's not. It's not that. Everyone that's saying that, like, it's not that. I'm not gonna like go on a whole rant right now, but it's not that. It was the coaching. It was the lack of goaltending. I it was guarantee the, it was bad you management. It was that too. It was a terrible GM. I guarantee you that part of it is the fact that they're back at the Coliseum now for half their games. You really think it, that's the fan coming out? That's that's you as no, a fan the, right there. The Islanders are a fan-driven team. They the New York team. They are. were terrible at Barclays because no one well a because no one went and then the management. But you combine those two things, like this year at Barclays, they're not as good as they are at the Coliseum. It's, yeah, no, you're right. The record, the, I think it's the, the record, seventh man thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 the arena, and I get that the arena could always it always helps, especially because like I've seen as a Rangers fan, the the atmosphere changes everything. It's so loud in that building. I I've never known until and later I've, this week, but and I've never heard it as loud as the first game back there at the beginning of December, an hour before warm-up started, the parking lot was packed, and every time they would change something on the screen that said, on this date in Islanders history, this happened at the Coliseum, you would have just huge standing ovations. I'm like, nothing is happening. It's just they're just changing a screen. So you think the Islanders can somehow keep this up and make the playoffs? Make the playoffs, yes, I don't know how far they're going to go because they have, well, one playoff series win in, like, the last 25 years and not a whole lot of playoff experience. So if, depending on who their first-round opponent, I'm saying first or second-round exit, but I don't really see them going further than that. All right. So with that, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go to a brand new segment, and then we're going to look at the bright lights of tonight and see who's playing this evening. You're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free, in print or online, and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for post, by post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition. The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. Welcome back to the final segment here on Post to Post as we bring in the second half. And the last brand new segment that you guys will see is what I like to call the Post to Post Hat Trick Challenge. Now, this is where we will make three bold predictions, each member of the crew who is here. Nick is not. Nick left to do his own thing. And so me and Ryan tonight will pick three bold predictions for this week, and we will see who comes out on top. So I'll start off. My bold predictions for this week, one, Patrick Kane will get his 900th point Friday at Buffalo. Is that the, that's their first game back? Yep. Yeah, I can see that. He he also has eight ninety nine, so it's well, it's almost a guarantee. Eight ninety nine. He needs one point against Buffalo. He'll get it. He'll in if, his hometown. If not, yeah. If not, then yeah, he'll get it. But his hometown, it should be a really fun night. They'll still clap for him. They'll give I, him a he's nice. He's gonna have family in attendance. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. it should be nice. Especially if he's closing in on nine hundred points. So exactly. I can see that. So second prediction, you're gonna hate me. Robert Leonard will let in more than two goals against Tampa Bay on Friday. I wanted mm-hmm. to go higher, but I don't. I think he could stop a few more. I mean, I can see it. I don't know how they're going to fare after not playing for a week and a half. But it's both teams, though. That's, that's, the, that's the key. It's both teams who are coming off of a week break. You know, they're all coming off a of bye week. Should be uh, interesting to see, and I think just because 
you know, Leonard. It's Tampa Bay, though. That's that's a thing. Yeah, that's what they said last time, and they shut them out. Yeah, and no, for all knowing, I can, I'm probably going to be wrong, and he's going to have a shutout, and the Coliseum will be rocking. I mean, there's all likelihood of that happening, too. But, and I would assume Leonard is going to get the start because they have back-to-back, and they're playing the Kings on Saturday, and I, you obviously want your better goaltender to play against the harder team. So I would assume Leonard's going to be a net. But two goal, more than two goals, you said? Uh, more than two. So it'll be a three. Uh, the Islanders can win, but I think that it'll be a high-scoring game, probably 4-5. So I think he'll let in okay. about more than two. Okay. So and and the final one, I actually have to check something for a quick second because I don't know if this is actually possible. But by next by the next show or the show after, Buffalo and Boston will switch places in the standings. Buffalo will be out of playoff spot, or they'll. And Boston will be Boston will be out. Buffalo will be in. Now the question is interesting. It's an interesting idea because here's the thing: Buffalo has a game tomorrow night, and tomorrow night, and Thursday night, mm-hmm. and, and Wednesday playing. night, and then they have a game Friday night. Boston has ba- uh, basically basically the same the same schedule. Kinda, yeah. No, actually, no. They have less. They have a right one. Now. They have a one game out. So I think Buffalo could come in, win the next three, and switch. Who are it? All depends on the opponents. Who are yeah. Who are the opponents for each team? Toronto. If this is for who? Um. This is for. This um, is for Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, I was reading the wrong. It's not Toronto. Um. It's uh Columbus, Dallas, and Chicago. Those are three wins you can get. Very reachable wins. I would say the hardest one is Columbus. Yeah, I would say the same. I feel like Chicago's should be an easy win. Easily. And Dallas could Dallas, be a little tough. Dallas is 50-50. 50-50. And, and Buffalo, playing, Boston yeah. has Winnipeg and Philly. Philly, if they don't beat Philly, then they don't deserve that playoff spot. Winnipeg, but then again, that's Philly, be a good they're, game. Philly, there's... There's blood feud there. Your team always plays better when they're playing against a rival. So I could see that going down. Maybe I wanna I wanna make the prediction to say that by next show, they'll switch places. Okay. If it's a little risky, but that's the whole point of the post post hat trick challenge. Okay. I can maybe see a closer gap. I don't think they'll switch places. Because there is a, a five-point difference right now. I'll, I can see maybe, like, a two- or three-point difference. But... I, I don't think they'll s- switch right now. All right. But I, I give them a week. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll come back next week. We'll look at it. We'll review it. And then we'll d- d- discuss who the winner is. Who are, What are your three picks for the challenge? Okay. So all of mine are kind of along the same topic. They're all really standings-related. The first is... By this time next week, Pittsburgh will be top three in the Metro with Columbus on the outside looking in. You really don't think they'll just be in the wild card spot? No, outside looking in, like, so, top three. So, like, they'll still be in a playoff spot. They just won't be in a division okay, spot. Okay, so they'll be in a wild card spot, you Yeah. Say. That's almost a guarantee. Again, depends on the 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 opponents, rather. Yeah, and one of them is Buffalo. Well, Columbus has Buffalo, and Pittsburgh has Jersey. Ooh, yeah, no, that could that could go either way. So it could go either way. My second one, I'm actually gonna save that one for the third one because that one's the boldest. So, I'll say by this time next week, and this this seems pretty pretty easy. The Devils are gonna be last in the league. Ottawa, though. Ottawa. Like, come on. Ottawa's... Ottawa, but they're both... I don't want to say it, Within the week, they're both playing Pittsburgh, though. Oh, I thought there was a bigger gap between those two. No, the Devils are sitting right down there. There's a two-game... The Devils have two games in hand, but they have... Each team has 43 points. 
once again, it depends on who's playing who. Who's the? They're both the, playing in Pittsburgh. Only one game. Well, the because if Ottawa is playing one game only, the uh, Pittsburgh is hosting Jersey tonight, and then Ottawa doesn't come back until Friday, so they're in Pittsburgh then. Okay. Hmm. I don't know because then again, you got to take it to consideration that they do have they have two games at hand, not one. They have two games in hand, but they the Devils have a game tonight. So after tonight, they'll have really only one game in hand. And then all right. And then I. The Devils should. I think they do play again. I think they play Friday. Um, because yeah, they got what they have the nice little countdown. On. Yeah, they they play the Rangers on Thursday, and the, then oh, they, and then they play Montreal on Saturday. That there's your issue. Your your issue, your issue is the Rangers because when the Rangers Devils play, that can go either way, because the Devils like it doesn't matter. They're division rivals. They they take those games into consideration and be like, all right. We hate this guy, but we hate you more. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a bold prediction. Bold prediction. We'll see how that goes. This one, this one was, I, I don't really necessarily know how possible this is, but the whole point is bold predictions. So, by this time next week, Edmonton's going to have a playoff spot, and Colorado will not. Edmonton will be in, and Colorado will There's be in. There's a three-point difference. Same amount of games played. All right. Mm, that's actually risky. Colorado's playing Vancouver, and Edmonton's playing Philly. That's more likely to happen than anything else, I would think. That's probably one of the more guaranteed ones on your list. That one I wasn't 100% sure about because... Edmonton, with their struggles and the whole Connor McDavid saying, "If you don't want to be here, get out." And yeah, their whole their especially because they just fired their GM. It's just very fired their GM, gave Koskinen in a contract six hours before they fired their GM. And Edmonton, this has nothing to do with their the the prediction, but Edmonton is just a they're not. I don't know what happened. They were they were what they they got a second round playoff elimination two years ago. And now they're just because they overused Cam Talbot. That's true, yeah. No, I think that's he played, true. I want to say, like, 70-plus games last year. Which is a shame because he's such a he's such a good he's, goalie. He is. He's worn out. Yeah, he, he was He sat a... out nine, nine or ten games. That's not enough. Yeah, you need to, you need to have, you need to have somebody. On top of and everything. You need to have somebody else who can. That's why That's why Talbot worked so well in New York was because. He had, he, he had long quest. He had long He was quest. the backup. He was the backup, and yet. When he could, he was able to hold down the fort, but it was such such interchangeable. That's why I think in the NHL today you need two goalies. You, you do. need two. Basically, you basically need two starters, because you can't have. And I, I always bring this up when we ever talk about goalies. The Flurry Murray tangent. Those two. They canceled each other out because they were both exactly goalies. Well, Murray was a rising superstar, and Flurry was already there. Yeah, and P, and even if people's. And yet, people still said, "Oh, you know, Murray is the future. Flurry is old. He's gonna turn around." I'm sorry, but the he he's in the race for the Vesna, and so he just I don't think brought he's his bad. team to the Cup final. Yeah, so. and he could possibly do it again. That's why you need two very solid starting, capable goalies, but not necessarily two superstar goalies. And no, you need just two. I'm good using goalies. this as an example, not because I'm a fan. Leonard and Grice, they're both. Yeah, they both had. They both started, very well. They, they're both very solid, capable goalies who can start. Well, then again, and you, they the Islanders also had. Um, well, they they had that kind of too last season with um, with Halak and Gray. Halak tended tends to start more when they actually decided to keep him in the NHL. But Halak always started more. Now, the Trots didn't want to name a number one goalie going into the year, and he still doesn't. And Which he makes sense. Still says it's great to have these two goalies. Yeah, he won't do it. Like so, when. Just one, one more thing. When the year that Ben Bishop was traded from the Lightning to the Kings, and they had Quick and Bishop, that was that was a little too much. Yeah, it was too much star power because then you had Bishop who wanted ice time, and Quick was like, "No, no, no, I, this it's, is my, it's my spot. Team. It's, it's my, my spot." Yeah. So, I think it all depends on that. Your prediction. It should be interesting to see. But now we're gonna quickly go over to the games tonight. There's not a lot. We're going to do the two games that are tonight. tonight. There's two. 
There's two games. Yeah. Two games tonight, and we're going to pick our game of the week. Mine is very easy. Um, but first one, Devils-Pens. Pens are taking this. They're at home. Oh, absolutely. The Devils are hot dumpster fire at the moment. So Pittsburgh's taking it. Yeah, Pittsburgh's taking that. And Jets-Flyers, very easy. Jets. Jets taking this. And my game of the week is actually is Lightning Islanders on Friday. And it's not biased because we're going to that game. But I think it's just because you got a really good game. It's a last good time. game. And you got the Lightning who are, as we've stated, the best team in the NHL today. And the Islanders are the who hottest are, team in the league. Yeah, exactly. So this is I'm going to be a that good, good game. I'm gonna agree with that one. So with that, we are back and we will see you next week on our one year anniversary show. You're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. Thank you for joining us and enjoy some hockey.